My name's Bernadette. In 2014, I took out $72,000 in student loans to pay for grad school. At the time, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into until I realized that I alone was responsible for paying it all off. 22 months later, I made my final payment. This is my story. Welcome to the Bernadette Joy Podcast. Crush this debt. Episode two, how to not be a loser. Hey guys, I'm super pumped because if you're listening right now, that means you listened to the first episode and thought it was actually worthwhile to tune in again. That's awesome. Now that you know a little bit about me, it probably makes sense to start from the beginning. How the hell did I get into $72,000 worth of debt? Anyone else a 90s kid like me and love Saved by the Bell? Remember those cheesy flashbacks they used to do with the foggy frame around the screen to remind you they're in their imagination? My husband and I had just moved to Charlotte 10 months earlier from New York City, not knowing anyone. We really had no plan in place other than to find jobs as fast as possible in our new town. So it seemed like a dream come true that weeks after moving, I was recruited to join this tech company, an industry I loved, hello startup life, to build out their HR function. It was a job that I was super pumped about. They even gave me a raise just a few months after I joined for all the work I put into building out their HR system. Here I am, 28 years old, and what I thought was finally my dream job. Except it wasn't. I'm standing in my office where I am officially the head of human resources. I'm working at this small tech startup in Charlotte with about 100 or so employees scattered all around. It's a typical office environment by the looks of it. Nice brick walls, an industrial type of feel, separated into sections for engineering, a call center, and the sales team. My office is sandwiched between the CEO and the COO, the two founders of the company. I just spent the last nine months putting out fires and cleaning up a mess that I didn't even know what I was getting into. Although, I suppose the HR person before me quitting after just three months should have been a red flag. Duh. The last few months had been especially rough with the CEO and the COO bickering about everything, from whether or not we should give out free t-shirts to if we should fire the heads of our three departments. Now, a lot of stuff happened that made me want to quit, but the last straw was finding out our head of IT hacked into my email a few days earlier. He was searching for confidential information to share with another disgruntled department head. Yes, this really happened. This particular day in November was going to be the day, the day that I finally put in my notice. I'm now pacing back and forth in my office, trying to muster up the courage to walk into the CEO's office. I finally take a deep breath, march over, and with as much strength as I could gather, quit my job with no other job lined up. By the way, that discussion could be an episode in and of itself. I'm kind of the master at quitting jobs, but we'll save that for another day. They grudgingly accept after a heated debate and I walk out the door. As soon as I get into my little yellow smart car, I burst into tears. Was it relief? Was it shock? Who knows? All I knew was that I didn't have to work at this place anymore, and that's all I cared about. After my last day, I spent the next few days getting myself in order. 
I catch up on doctor's appointments. I clean up our place. I even go a little nuts and buzz cut my hair. Something I always wanted to do, but never had the courage to because I had to look somewhat professional. I'm feeling pretty good. Then a few days into my staycation, it sinks in. I have no job. Not only do I have no job, but I just quit my dream job. Dream because it was the best job I could think of in my field and dream because I got paid pretty well. They even offered to raise my salary to whatever I wanted in a last ditch attempt. But I knew that not only did I not want to go back to that company, I didn't want to go back to HR altogether. It made my soul want to die, filling out tedious paperwork and reprimanding employees for stupid shit. Well, fuck. Now what am I supposed to do? That's all I've ever done. Because I was in HR, I knew damn well no one was going to hire me for anything else. What are my parents going to say? What are my friends going to say? Ugh, I feel like such a loser. One night, while I was perusing the internet, wallowing in my self-pity, eating a bowl of cereal, I see an ad. A banner on the side of my email. It said, Top 20 University MBA. Courses in finance, marketing, and consulting. Study around the world. Complete it in 18 to 36 months. Request info and apply. Now, I might be over-dramatizing here, but just like in the movies, there's this little light bulb moment where I drop my cereal spoon and go, Aha! That's what I'll do. I'll go get my MBA and learn something new. I had taken two MBA courses a few years ago, but got sidetracked when I moved. People won't think I'm a loser. People will actually think I'm smart. I'll do this until I figure out what the hell I want to do. I click the link, fill out my info, and press send. I'm smiling at this point, patting myself on the back for solving my don't be a loser problem. What I didn't expect was the whirlwind of the next few weeks. UNC Chapel Hill was super excited to get my application. Excited as in they called me personally to tell me that my profile would be a great addition to their next class, conveniently starting in January. The director of the program even says I might be eligible for a scholarship. And that, if I wanted to, I could make the deadline in the next three days, in time to start in a few weeks. What the heck? I wasn't doing anything anyway. I gathered up my old GMAT scores, recommendations, wrote some personal essays, and all my old transcripts to apply by the deadline, on the dot. And now, we played the waiting game. Except the waiting game wasn't long. A few days later, I get an email. Bernadette, your application has been reviewed by the admissions committee, and I am very pleased to inform you that you have been conditionally admitted to the MBA at UNC program for the January 2014 cohort. Completion of the intent to enroll form and a non-refundable enrollment deposit in the amount of $1,500 are required to confirm your space in the January 2014 cohort. Congratulations! Hey, that's pretty cool. I just got accepted into one of the best business schools and they want me to start in just a few weeks. That worked out pretty well. Should I research other schools? Should I bother looking for a job? Wait a minute. $1,500? Do I even have $1,500? Hold up. How much does this whole thing cost anyway? Now, this is where I must confess. I don't remember the actual number, so I just had to look it up on the most recent rate, which is a bit higher than when I started. 
According to their most recent FAQ, they say, For MBA at UNC students starting at the program in academic year 2017, MBA at UNC tuition will be $1,728.45 per credit hour. Tuition is charged per credit hour. MBA at UNC is a 66 credit hour program. Notice here, they don't say anywhere the total amount of the program, which if you do the math is $114,077. And I graduated in 2016. If you were to try to search for the total cost, you won't find it anywhere. You want to know why? Because it's stupid expensive. This is an online executive program, so it doesn't even include any sort of room and board. It doesn't include books, student fees, or things like the airfare I would need to pay to travel to places like South Africa, China, and Argentina. Trust me, Bernadette now knows exactly what the cost is, but Bernadette back then was so focused on not being a loser that she didn't think too much about it. All I knew was I definitely didn't have that amount in the bank account. I quickly email the admissions counselor and ask him about my options for paying, and he directs me to the financial aid office. I also ask about that scholarship they mentioned. They congratulate me once again. You are receiving a $10,000 scholarship and an additional two credits worth of scholarship to go towards our global immersions. With about $13,000, I don't do the exact math, but know that's still not enough. They say, no worries, and tell me to go to FAFSA online to apply for graduate loans in time for the deadline to accept. Or I can consider getting private loans. For a two-year program, you may borrow up to $41,000 in this loan fund. This is a government loan program where students can receive $20,500 per academic year. Current direct unsubsidized loans have a 5.41% fixed interest rate. Repayment on this loan begins six months after graduation or termination of enrollment. On top of the direct loan, you may also borrow funds from the Graduate Plus Loan Fund. This is another unsubsidized federal loan. This loan currently has a 6.41% fixed interest rate, and repayment begins six months after the graduation or termination of enrollment. Another confession here. You borrow the entire cost I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. I look up all these forms on subsidized or unsubsidized loans, and frankly, I don't remember any of it. The forms were so long and boring and confusing, and hey, I just had a few days to accept and give them all my money in the form of a non-refundable deposit. I rush through the forms, don't ask many questions, and in a few days find out I was approved for the loans that sounded like they would cover the rest of my tuition. In hindsight, I wonder how many people go through this process, blindly filling out forms, not doing any math, and following the steps, because higher education is worth it, right? And it's better than being unemployed, sad, and a little lost. I can tell people, hey, I know what I'm doing with my life. So from dream job to no job to quarter life crisis turned into the most expensive decision I've made in my life. Literally, just so people wouldn't think I'm a loser. Am I the only person that spends money so people won't think I'm a loser? I hope not. Was it worth it? Stay tuned for episode three. Holy shit, it's how much? Grad school was great until I realized just how much debt I got myself into. The Bernadette Joy podcast, Crush This Debt, is written, executive produced, and hosted by me, Bernadette, and co-hosted by my husband, AJ. The show is produced by Andy Goh, and our music is by Harvey Cummings. Our show artwork is done by Abigail Joy. 
Check us out at BernadetteJoy.com slash podcast. We want to hear from you. We know that people have lots of experiences with debt and few people talk about it. Help us break that taboo. Call us at 980-999-1283 and leave us a message with your debt story or what our story meant to you. We'll play those messages in a future episode and hopefully we'll make talking about money a little less difficult. Again, that's 980-999-1283. And don't forget to leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It helps our show get discovered by others who may be striving to pay off their own debt. We hope that our story will inspire others to never quit.